Melbourne. That's a dreadful call, and Chelsea could be in here with Goff, who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net. Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri. Medler, lovely cushion header for The Ghost Goal Podcast. And welcome back to the Ghost Goal Podcast, part two of our Champions League preview. I'm your host, Andrew Passaro, with Alex Moss, Javier Arevalo. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Passaro, at ASMoss92, at JavierRev9, at Ghost Goal Pod. Gentlemen, we're back. We're, we're continuing the conversation about the Champions League, the best competition in the world. Feel free to at me about that if you disagree. I really don't think you can. But let's get into it. We've got Group E, current Kings of Europe. Liverpool Football Club, Napoli, Red Bull, Salzburg, and Gank in this one. Look, I know, I know, everything's been said about Liverpool. Uh, they didn't, they didn't make any signings that well, other than Adrian. Uh, but I'm excited about this group. It's a much easier group than last year. I do think they will struggle against Napoli on the road. But I love these Red Bull, Salzburg, and Gank games because I think it's going to give us an opportunity to rotate in some young youth players. Uh, you're going to see some Nabi Kedas, some Alex Oxlade-Chamberlains, some Rion Brewsters, maybe some Divac Origi scoring in Europe. You know how he likes to do that. Uh, but I, I don't know, guys. Like, Tell me why Napoli can win the group here. Tell me why. Yeah. You will not get a uh, any argument from me. Crickets, crickets. <laughs> yeah, crickets, crickets all around. We discussed on the Continental Catch-Up Pod the other day that because uh, Juve, as we t- spoke about on the first Champions League preview group pod, uh, there, there's some there's some blood in the water for all the other, for the other big teams in Italy, where Inter and uh, Napoli are looking at that prize that Juve have held for the last couple, almost the last decade. And they're thinking we have a chance to get in there and win this this year. So I think Napoli, especially under Ancelotti, they're going to be looking for domestic success first. And if it looks like the league is out of contention, if they have a favorable Champions League draw in the groups in the knockout stakes, then I think you'll see them take it more seriously then. But I, otherwise, I think this is completely Liverpool's. It's uh, it's theirs for the taking. And I agree, they should absolutely just rotate in. Uh, as many players as they can to keep them happy because uh, I know players like Origi and Shakiri are already probably starting to get a little bit uh, fidgety sitting on that bench to start the season. Yeah, definitely. Also, I would like this to be the uh, Adam Lalana we're going to sell you next summer audition. This is his this is his mixtape so that we can sell him for like 10 to 12 million next summer and get him out of this team, even though it's going to upset Jordan Henderson a lot. I get it. It's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. You're off the Lalana bandwagon? I've, when did I've, this happen, Andrew? Uh, I've been off the Adam Lalana bandwagon because he gets hurt every 30 minutes of football that he plays. It's not that I don't like him. It's just that like so I don't. Just, he's just another, I don't need. Uh... Yeah, I don't need a hype man for Jordan Henderson in my locker room. Okay, I need a hype. Like that's why I was okay with keeping Dayan Lavrin. I definitely need a hype man for Mohamed Salah. Mohamed Salah scores enough goals that he needs a hype man in the locker room. I hate to room. break it to you, but like Ox is exactly the same. So yeah, I know. You I but, probably have but, more than one player like that. But Alex Oxley chamberlain is a fashionista, okay? He brings a certain level of of style to our team that I'm here for. Like, Alex Oxley chamberlain gets fits off. 
Adam Lallana just hangs out with Jordan Henderson. Okay, like all right, and also yeah, his Ox's also, social circle is much better than uh, than Lallana's. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Ox is dating like a model slash singer who's beautiful, and I follow on on Instagram for the sole purpose of she and Alex Oxlade Chamberlain are adorable together. So again, bring it's what you bring outside of the locker room that that matters to me. Uh, what about how, what do we feel about Red Bull Salzburg and Gank here? I, I know the 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 a lot of the powers I think that Salzburg be. Salzburg will, will surprise people. They'll be fun for um, sure, just because they you, former U.S. international Jesse Marsh coaching and MLS coach Jesse Marsh coached Red Bull Salzburg. Might I add? Yeah, Chelsea played them in preseason, and I'd watched them a couple times in Europa League the last two years. I think they went to the semifinal two years ago, and they went out to Napoli last year, but came back from three one down to make it interesting. So they're, they're, they're a team that c- can afford to kind of take their uh, domestic league pretty lightly and focus on just trying to make some kind of miracle happen on the European stage. And they've been able to do it consistently in Europa the last couple of years. I'm just interested to see if they have the like consistent quality to keep playing that like super high-tempo, high-pressing style uh, that uh, Jesse Marsh and the coaches before him have like installed there. So um also, RB, RB Salzburg, famously former team of Sadio Mane. He'll be going back to face them. And Nabi Keita. They're all part of the, the Red Bull yeah. uh, farm. The Red pipeline. Bull pipeline. Yeah, That's why they're the so pipeline. energetic. They're, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why, yeah. Uh, let's move to Group F. Barcelona, Borussia Dortmund, Inter Milan, Slavia Prague. Group of death. I think this has to be it, right? Yeah, this is definitely like probably... May, this or yeah. the next group, my, because the next my, group my group goes to the next like, group, but only because of what we're about to talk about in this group. Where, I mean, what what I just said about Napoli in the last group, it still applies to Inter. And honestly, Antonio Conte's record in in, in Europe doesn't really give me a lot of confidence. So I'm just gonna say right off the bat, I'm going Barca and uh, Borussia Dortmund to get out. This was like this is very similar to the group i believe last year wasn't it tottenham dortmund and inter last year no, it was it was it was tottenham barca and inter okay so sub in tottenham for dortmund for dortmund who who they played each other in the champions league in the, in the knockout like, in the first in knockout, the knockout yeah that's right that's right yeah so these teams know each other a little bit here a little well, bit well, dortmund, dortmund haven't played inter or barca since like the 90s obviously really? Barca have played each other recently but dortmund this had been one that like we hadn't seen for a while that like people weren't really aware of until they got drawn together and all of the barca and inter and dortmund fans came out and were like i'm excited to play this team that we haven't played in a long time so yeah i mean who do you guys have i mean i'm guessing we all have barca first but i'm guessing we're probably gonna have some differences on that second team i think inter milan are gonna get out I kind of agree with Javier. I do like Dortmund, but I just think that they're going to be focusing domestically. And I think Inter Milan, while they also are going to have a domestic race, I, I, I think Juventus are going to like pretty clearly, like I think they're going to like pretty easily win the league. You think Juventus are easily going to win the league? Yeah, I do. I think they're going to like, I just think they have such a big advantage and they spent like a ridiculous amount of money again and went and bought, got like a bunch of people on free transfers. But I mean, not any more than than Inter did. Inter sold some players too and moved players on to like make that possible, though. You know, so it wasn't as. So how how does Juve winning the league, uh, and that being like later on in the season, how does that 
affect this first half of the season Champions League group stage? Like, Inter are going to be in the league title race throughout this group stage. I'm sure they will. I'm I'm trying to think. Like, they they might just crush the league. They might not even have to play their full team first team. Inter have a pretty deep team, but it's kind of the same with feel the same with Borussia Dortmund, where they actually have a lot of depth now this year, and and they've added a lot of good pieces over the summer. I mean, Julian Brandt, I think, and Thorgan Hazard being the the highlights of those. And I think there's going to be a lot of goals in this group. I think Dortmund, it's really hard. This one's really hard to call. This is so tough. I Look, I like the depth at Inter a little bit better. I know it's a first-year coach, Conte, and I know he changes the system as to what's been there in it's previous the years. It's the back but, line that gets me like, they're going to – that that in, in cup competitions, defenses are king. And like – that that back line of like Devrij, um, Devry, 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 yeah, Devry, uh, like Godin, the university, and <laughs> and uh, Dev, Dev, Devry, Godin, and Skriniar, who I think as a back, like as a th- three center backs in the world, I I don't in think a you can find three, system in a three Conte better. system. I right. love that. I don't know if you're ever going to find like a better three pairing uh, on any team in the world right now. So uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's, it's the type of thing that like in a cup competition, I know you think like Antonio hasn't been great in the past, but this is his dream team, Alex. He has his Lukaku. He has his Alexis. Also, like, I just think that players like Alexis and and Lukaku, they're going to play in the champions league and you know, they're, they're going to be up for these big games against Barca and Dortmund and, yeah, I don't know. I have a, I have a, a sneaking suspicion that Inter are going to have a very good year this year, and um, similar to what happened with Chelsea in their first year uh, with Antonio. And yeah, I think. Uh, well, I mean, you're missing the main difference there. That Chelsea didn't have Champions League the first year with Antonio Conte, so every week was spent drilling that system and not having to worry about European. Never mind Champions League. We didn't have Europa League, so it was. Way more rest right, for tenth, that, like right? for that yeah. same eleven to basically play every single week in the league and not have to worry about rotating. Uh, Conte's not going to have that chance with this Inter team, and uh, when he does rotate, I, Andrew, I actually like Dortmund's depth a little bit more than I like Bayern's right uh, or not Bayern Inter's right now. Conte is going to want to play that same eleven, maybe one or two players switching out based off injuries or suspensions here and there. But otherwise, he's going to be completely married to uh, the same 11 or 12 players, and they will not get to rest. And I think that will eventually catch up with them. Uh, Dortmund has a little bit of uh, extra depth. We've mentioned all the new signings, and they haven't really sold anyone that notable other than Pulisic. So I'm very, I'm, I'm very optimistic about Dortmund. Also, I kind of, I kind of think they have uh, the capability to cruise through this first half of the uh, the Bundesliga season. It's when the games like start to get really tight in the second half that I kind of worry for them when it comes to the title race specifically. But the the Inter Dortmund games are going to be fascinating because they're, they're, oh, so they're two teams that are kind of looking to do the same thing to each other, uh, sit deep and counter. So I'm uh, I'm interested to see how that works out. I don't I don't think it'll be a super high scoring group. Uh, maybe the Barca games, but and uh, poor old Slavia Prague. I just have to mention them. <sighs> yeah, uh, we have, and we have to mention the directors' faces when they got drawn in that group. They just laughed and were like, "Okay, all right, welcome to the Champions League." 
I guess. The ha- that we're just happy to be here, club. That they're they're right. gonna have so Chelsea, much fun. Chelsea played them in the knockout stage of the Europa League last year, and we only beat them one nil in Prague. We played terribly. They have just have a ton of really hardworking players. They're kind of like a shitty art Red Bull Salzburg. I, I mean, I don't expect them to win, or I don't expect them to even draw a single game in this. And if any of these other teams drop points to them, if let me say it, if Dortmund or Inter drop points to them, that team will not be going through. I can just I can pretty much say that definitively. Uh, one guy that I am excited to watch in these games is Stefano Sensi, who's on loan at Inter from Sassuolo. He's had a, a little decent couple games for for Inter so far in the beginning of Serie A. There's there's going to be a couple young guys on both Dortmund and Inter to watch out for in some of these games if they get time. That are if they either develop at Inter and Dortmund are going to be superstars. Is there anybody you guys in particular looking forward to? For, even Barca. I mean, I know there's a couple. There's they've Barca have played a couple 17 and 18 year olds as, as the start of the season with injuries. Is there anybody in particular young that you guys would say, hey, look out for this guy going into the to the group stages for these for these three teams? Yeah, I mean, obviously Fatu, the player who scored the the guy who broke the the record for the youngest goal scorer for Barcelona um, uh, over the weekend. Um, you know, the last round of fixtures for Barcelona and Messi still hasn't made an appearance this season, which it's a little bit worrying, I guess, that he's been out. Um, you know, the the start of the season uh, when you know it, it was a few weeks. I don't know if he got hurt in preseason. I don't think he really played in preseason, so. Um, it's going to probably take him a little while to get up and running. And I mean, he's usually just been amazing as soon as he comes back. So, but if it does take him a little time to get up and running, you know, in the first couple of Champions League games, then it's possible that, uh, you know, Barca maybe have trouble if they have a, a hard, a tough away trip to, to enter Dortmund in those first couple of games. Yeah, they're going to host Barcelona in the first game. And give me one second, and then they will go to Slavia Prague in the second game. That's Dortmund. So, you know, I mean, the Barcelona home game is it's, it's ideal, but not like easy. So, there'll be an in- interesting start for them. I'm uh, in terms of young players. I mean, I don't know if he counts anymore, but I mean, this is perfectly poised for Lautaro Martinez to. You know, he didn't really get a chance to feature in the Champions League last year because he only joined, I think he joined in January. And uh, no, no, he was there for the for the start of the season, but Cardi was playing mostly. Um, but yeah, this is going to be his chance along with Lukaku to, to really shine. I think he's still only 21 or 22 years old. It, it, it might be his coming out season on like the European stage. So I'm definitely keeping an eye on him. I'm excited for this kid. I think he's going to be something really special. I was pretty jealous that Inter got him. Uh, so Sensi I'm taking well. Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm going to take Barcelona and Inter in this one. Javier, I believe you're doing the same. Yep. Barca, Inter for me too. And Alex, you're going to take. I'll go Barca first and then Dortmund second. Mm-hmm. Watch out. Watch out for Inter and Europa, Javier. They're coming for you. All right, and then enter in third, and we're both obviously taking Dortmund in third place. Uh, the same, the same league title. Yeah, thing. whoever Ooh. drops to third from this group, I would be concerned. Inter dropped in last year and didn't do anything. They like, went out. I do the not want to play against so any of. The I wouldn't be that scared. They're all going to focus on trying to get the league title. Watch it be Barcelona. <laughs> no, it's not going to be Barca. <laughs> uh, group G, we've got Benfica, Lyon, Red Bull Leipzig, and Zenit Saint Petersburg. This is. 
we always get this, and it's like Group G or Group H always ends up being a group that's so incredibly Absolutely. balanced, it's very difficult to pick. I mean, both of these groups are, these next two groups are probably the hardest to pick, I think. I would agree. I would 100% agree. Benfica's obviously main offseason move was Jao Felix leaving. Lyon kept a lot of their, well, they lost in Dombele. Rebel Leipzig. And Fakir. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, and Mendy. Yeah. And Mendy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Red Bull Leipzig didn't lose and Timo Werner. I said him, though. That was, said in Dumbo. I said him. <laughs> that was the first one I mentioned. Red Bull Leipzig kept keeping Timo Werner. Uh, Zenit St. Petersburg always seemed to be one of those just good teams that comes out of Russia. I have no idea what the hell. They're I mean, the they, one team. they went and got they went and got Malcolm from Barcelona. Well, that's right because yeah. he, so, which like, doesn't make sense to me because every time like a Brazilian goes there, he plays well, and then the fans get super racist about everything, and they end up leaving. I think it's already happened. Yeah, I think in preseason, it happened. Shocking racism in Russia. Color me shocked. I'm so surprised. Yeah, people forget that Zenit are the first or the pot one team in this for winning the uh, the, the Russian league. But do, do we, any of us have them getting out of the group? I'm, I mean, I'm just going to chalk them off right away for me personally. I, I think they could come I in third. I think they finished third. Yeah, and I think they could definitely push for second. Okay, so maybe. You, you think they're in there? I think they could push okay. Leon. Uh, wait, so do we all do we all have like some combination of RB Leipzig and Leon getting out so. of the group? But like, but then we should all definitely have an eye on that first game, which is RB Leipzig hosting Lyon uh, next okay. Wednesday. That's the first game of the group uh, for them, and then uh, Zenit will host Benfica in the other game. I mean, I I I feel bad because I, I feel like for the last like season think, or two, I think Zenit could definitely get out of get out of the group. Okay, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I think it's disrespectful to them. I'm not saying they can't get out of the group. It's a wide open group for a reason. But I, I think my I was just trying to establish that all of our favorites are RB Leipzig and Leon. I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to come to terms with who I think will be the worst of Zenit and Benfica also. And for the last two seasons or maybe a season and a half, ever since Jao Felix started playing more for them. I felt like I had a pretty good like idea of like what Benfica were, but I haven't gotten a chance to watch them too much. I know they just lost to Porto in the league, which is not ideal. They'd had a good run against Porto and beat them to the title last year. But um, I, I, every every single combination that I come up with has Benfica either finishing bottom or somehow squeaking third. Um, and then I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out who my first place team is yet. Uh, who are you guys leaning towards? RB Leipzig or Leon? I really want to be the U.S. homer and say Leipzig. I think Leipzig. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm backing my Nagelsmann. Okay. I think they uh, I think they top the group and uh, and everyone's gonna be raving about him. You know, saying how he's uh, you know destined for the Bayern job and everything, but. Uh, I don't think it's like a sure thing because this Leon Leon have an excellent midfield and I think they'll have the advantage um, in the games they play against Leipzig in the midfield and that could be a factor because Leipzig you know they play a high tempo style the na- the way Nagelsmann plays it's kind of it's pretty similar to Klopp and. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think that Leon have a, a lot of good tools to fight against that, um, and I think that first game is going to be key. If if 
you know, Zenit get a win and Leipzig get a win. Leon are going to be chasing those two teams for, for, you know, the rest of the group. And I, yeah, I think discounting Benfica too is also very dangerous because they have European pedigree and they always, they, always did, people, they finished third in their group um, last year. Can I, can I dispel that real quick? They were, they've been bad in group stages the last two years. They finished like dead bottom the year before in a group with like Man United and someone else. But like, I remember me and Andrew were doing the previews for that. And I was trying to tell you, Andrew, for two years ago when they were in the same group as United, I was like, don't pick Benfica. They're going to be the worst team in this group. And they were. And I mean, last year they were, uh, what was, what was their group last year? It was was Bayern, Ajax, Benfica, and, and, AEK Athens. Right. And I picked I picked Ajax to get out of that group too. I think Benfica are like really trying to make sure they stay in Champions League by winning their their league and making sure they don't have any sort of qualifiers. Uh Leon are the only team in this group that aren't like realistic challengers for the league title in their uh in their domestic league. So I, I kind of agree with first. Alex. Like I um I also like Leon has experience of getting out of these groups and more recently like Rebel Leipzig hasn't done it. Benfica fine, they've done well in in European competition, but I think Leon has in my opinion the most experience of a team that's been here in this type of competition before. I think I think Leipzig might have a better team like player for player across the whole thing, but I just don't think that they'll be able to figure it out while like just dealing with everything else. And so, yeah, I'm going to take Leon, Leipzig, and then, but, and then I'm going to go Zenit because I, I, I really think, and I think it's going to come down to the wire between Zenit and Leipzig. Like, I, I think it's, I think it's either goal decision or like one or like one point. Uh, not that I like watch a ton of the Russian Premier League because I don't, but they still have a uh, 37-year-old Jury Zhirkov on their uh, left wing. Uh, they so, still have uh, Branislav Ivanovic on this team. Great player. Great player. Great man. Yeah, we'll see how they do. Play center back they got now. Some, uh, they, got some, they got some oaks. Um, some real uh, old trees Artem Zuba still on this team. 31 years old for Zenit. One thing I do want to uh, ask Javier is that I feel like a, a lot of like the cases we're trying to make for who's going to get out of these groups that are kind of even is like whether they're going to be really focusing on the league title or not and whether that yeah, trans- I, I, like I, I, transfers I, I, over to their Champions League form or whether it like hinders them. I guess what I'm wondering is that like of of the teams like Inter, RB Leipzig, uh, who else is there? I just think Leipzig have a lot of depth. Like they have a bunch of players like Haidara. No, but do you really um, do you think that like both those teams are gonna like challenge for their league title and get out of their Champions League group? Like which one do you think would be more likely to like do one or the other? I think Leipzig's like if if one could do both, it would be Leipzig. I think it would be a lot to ask, obviously, in Nagelsmann's first season and well, you know, with the young squad they have, but I don't know. I th- Leon have a young squad too, and they're still, you know, figuring things out as well. Are you sticking to and, uh, RB Leipzig first? Okay. Yeah, I am. But I, uh, I that was a good point that you made. That you know, Leon probably don't think that they have a chance at the domestic title, and they're going to think, hey, maybe we can make a Champions League run. Sure. And they've done pretty well in the Champions League in the last couple of years. Their, you know, their they, group last year upsets. wasn't easy. City, Hoffenheim, right. and Shakhtar Donetsk, and they got second in that group and beat city and drew them in, in the other game. So um, yeah, I'm sure they're very confident they can get out of this group and hopefully even win it. 
Uh, Andrew, are you sticking with Leon first and RB Leipzig second? Yeah, I'm going with that. All right. Sorry, Zenit. All right, and that brings us to Group H. Chelsea, Ajax, Valencia, and Lille. Another pretty well-rounded group. Uh, not, I mean, every year you couldn't say this. This is probably the the weakest Chelsea team we've seen play in in the Champions League before. Yeah, I'm just Ajax, gonna say it now they're not getting out of the group. Oh, okay. Chelsea's Ajax, not my, getting my out. My big of this hot group. take was that they weren't gonna win the group, but uh, okay. Ooh. Oh no, you're not getting out. Uh, we're getting out. Yeah, there's, there's, there's. Uh, you're gonna get. I mean, Ajax is a hundred percent. Chelsea not winning the group isn't like a hot take, but like you're definitely gonna like lose to Ajax and Lille away, and probably like maybe even draw one of them at home. So I don't think you're getting out of the group. Like Chelsea are shit. You have a bunch of youngsters. You're gonna be trying to focus on the league and maybe getting top four. There's no like you're not going anywhere in Champions League. There's no way these players are thinking to themselves, oh maybe this like under Frank we're gonna make a run in the Champions League. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, get out of here, dude. So like, you think I, all I the Chelsea say, players are just like comp- super negative about being in like the best competition in sports? No, they're probably dude, hype about it, but they're probably not like be more bitter. Oh, we can fucking be win more this bitter, shit. <laughs> dude. I just Eden got you there. You don't deserve to be there without that. Without Ian, that team doesn't deserve to be playing in the Champions. Answer a question for me: Who's the best player of these four teams? Who? What? What team has the best player, and who is it? That is a good question. All right, Ingolo Conte. Oh, but wow, that's who does he play for? Oh, that's right, Chelsea. Okay. Um, first off, we have a very favorable schedule. Wait, actually, hold on. Very hold on. Uh, fa- Ziyech, favorable. Van, Van de Beek. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Put them up there with Ingolo. How could you forget Gon- Gonzalo Cuedes? I love that guy. Yeah, but Cuedes, come on, guys. You're, you're putting... Ossiemen. Uh, uh, Ossiemen on Lille. Ossiemen is definitely better than Ingolo on Lille. <laughs> He's he's the Nicolo Pepe replacement. This is cute, but let me make the case. Chelsea's Timothy Weah is going to tear Chelsea a new one. Let me tell you, Timothy Weah will be uh, playing in league games while they save Loic Remy for Chelsea. I don't think Chelsea are going to win any of the away games in this group, and you're like probably not beating Ajax at home. So that means you're getting maximum like seven or eight points. I mean, that might be enough to get out of this group because there's gonna, everyone's going to probably beat each other, but I think it's going to be like a bloodbath. I think this group's going to be like Leo's going to get like a case like that a like Chelsea will get out of the home. group. Is that it's going to be so even across, like every single time there is a fixture in this group, it's going to be hard to predict who wins. And we'll probably predict it based, based off of like Ajax being at home or Valencia being at home and Chelsea too. But the reality is there's going to be a lot of draws. There's going to be a lot of high scoring games in this group. And uh, apart from maybe the Valencia ones, because that's not exactly their style. And I think, honestly, I think the winner of this group might finish on like nine points, something like that. Nine. I could die. I was going to say Nine or that. ten yeah. points. It's going to be very even right down to the last match day. And that's why I, I always give us a chance. The, the first three games that we have to face are Valencia home at Lille, uh, and then, which are probably two of the easier games uh, to start with. And then we go to Ajax in the third game. I think we have Valencia again after that. So we're done with Valencia, probably like one of the more like experienced teams in the group. Like this isn't Valencia is the only team you wouldn't categorize as a team focused on developing youth. So Chelsea still have the best player in this group, N'Golo Kante. It's obviously very important that we get him back fit and get players like Rudiger and uh, Hudson Odoi and Loftus-Cheek eventually. He'll be ready, I think, by the middle of this group. 
uh, before the group stage ends. I feel like you guys won't play N'Golo in like every championship game. No, I feel, I feel like, like I feel like we will him. save probably most of the senior players for Champions League. I honestly, I honestly huh. think so that. You think you're always going to play? I think there's, there's going to be the expectation that even though Chelsea are on a down year in terms of like expectations for winning trophies, we're still going to want to keep the uh, the. Uh, I think there's going to be a concerted effort uh, from the higher ups at Chelsea who are going to make the point uh, very clear to Frank that even though we're having a down year in terms of. Uh, overall results on the field and uh, trophies that we were expected to win. We want to keep up like the public opinion of Chelsea as a relevant club that will that continues to get out of our Champions League group every year, regardless of who's in it. Um, and if we can do that with a young team and probably one of the best young teams in this group next to Ajax, then uh, I think we can come in second. And I'll, I'll probably pick Ajax to come first and Valencia just to miss out. I'm not as high on Lille as you are, uh, Javier. They lost too many like really important players, and um, this is their first. Yeah, one I in, think Lille are finishing any second. sort of European football for a while. Right, I think they're finishing second. Lille, that's my hot take. Okay, yeah. that's a good I one. That's Lille probably the ballsiest second. one we have on here. It's wrong, but it, it's ballsy. I think they just like catch everyone by surprise. Their style, their attacking style, the the players they have. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to watch this Lille team. Uh, Jonathan Bamba and Ikone. I and love Ikone. I've been o- using him in FIFA. So good. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of players um, in their back line too. Who a bunch of young, just exciting talent, and their coaches is. Um, no, you just talked about him. It's Christophe Galtier. And they got a they got a you know an exciting coach, and yeah, I think I think it's it's the time for a cup run in, in a group like this. And I also think Ajax are going to win the group. Um, I think cha- their Champions League pedigree, even though they lost a bunch of really good players too. Um, but I mean, I could be wrong. Chelsea could just end up winning this group and looking really good. Don't hedge. That's Don't hedge. No, so you're, not allowed, you're not allowed to. I'm not hedging. Not I'm not hedging. That's, that's, hedging. that's literally the I'm definition not, of hedging. Yeah, that is 100%. Right, well, I mean, I you disrespected N'Golo. You deserve to burn in hell like the rest of the heathens. You come right, for N'Golo, I'll kill you, Javier. I'll kill you. Number one, Ajax. Number two, Lille. Number three, Chelsea. Oh, so we'll see you in Europa. I'm okay with that too, by yeah. the way. Oh. We'll get into Champions League by winning Europa. It's it's easy for us at this point. I actually think it's 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 more important for them to finish third. That's why I think Chelsea finished third, because I think Chelsea know they're not finishing top four. So they're probably going to be like, we need to win Europa. We have the Europa god, Javier. Olivier Giroud. Exactly. And your squad is made for Europa. You have a bunch of like young players like Tammy and Mount who would just destroy in Europa. But in Champions League, they're going to look... I don't know. I mean, this group is probably the the one group that they they're not going to be against a team that's going to make them look completely out. One of class. more thing I love just for Chelsea overall. This is by far the least travel we have had for a Champions League group ever. Lille is maybe a, a two hour flight, not maybe even like an hour train from London to get just over the Channel. Uh, Amsterdam, same thing. It's like an hour flight, and Valencia is the furthest, and that's a two and a half hour flight. That, I mean, that's going to be so helpful for us, like compared to like what United have to do going to like Kazakhstan or somewhere in their Europa League group, and uh, Tottenham having to go to Belgrade and uh, go to Greece for their for their Champions League group. It, it, that's a dream for us personally. I really wanted to pick Valencia, and then I looked at their lineup. Then I looked at the roster and saw how many former Arsenal players were there, and was like, nope, I can't Let's do this go, anymore. Let's go, Gabriel. 
Big like, boys. no, they're they're finishing in fourth place as our all Arsenal teams try to See, do. I, I uh, have them in third. I think they're third and Lille are fourth. I'm gonna take a flyer on Lille to finish third. You guys are just you guys are just t- seduced by the unknown. I want to pick Lille to get out of this group. I want to pick IX and Lille. You have no idea how Chelsea. bad I I'm want on the to fuck do that. Chelsea train right now. I think I'm gonna shocker. Shit. Arsenal I'll fan take who IX. just lost in Europa League final hates Chelsea. Shocker. This this ah, just in more than eleven. Now. Hmm. This just in more than eleven. Uh, yeah, I'm Are we take... doing the Europa Pod later, guys? Or yeah, I made that, that joke last year, <laughs> and then we. We never did it. You can record it. You can record it by yourself on, and edit it by yourself, and then I'll put you it know out. That you guys want to hear that. Everyone wants to hear the Europa <laughs> talk. Just have me talk about Europa for like 30 minutes. It'd be a god pod. Sir, I watch American football on Thursdays. I'm already busy. Yeah, that, I mean, what, a shit-dying sport that all the players get CTE and brain damage and... Uh, Quarterbacks quick in the prime of their lives, you know. One player retires early, and all of a sudden, all of them are doing. Sounds like a pretty hot take on this podcast. Few others. Gr- Rob Gronkowski is the greatest tight end of all time. He can do whatever the hell he but wants. But he's like man. thirty-three or something, and he, l- like, like, young, younger than that, actually. A- Andrew, but yes, are you noticing? Also, are, you, right. are you noticing a pattern here? Javier loves making hard line claims about things he knows very little about. Oh, shocking. That's 90% of his comments on this podcast. Uh, Don't believe anything Javier says, guys. 90%? What? Well, then what does that make you, Andrew? Like 100% of your comments? I mean, I'm the voice of reason, usually. You two are both usually have your, like, bias goggles We also have had this conversation. At least least for me, at least for me, like, when I have, like, I, I usually say, okay, I'm being biased right now. This is, like, me being biased. You guys actually believe the bullshit you spout, you know? Well, so. yeah, we win t- we win things. Arsenal don't, so that's that's wow. why I believe things. Hey, we have three FA Cups, sir. You also just won your first fucking trophy in like a decade, and you're spouting off just two. Actually, people forget that two. We won two. two. Which one? And and you can you can probably have like a you have a star Premier League trophy right now, maybe you know you probably deserved one but didn't get one. Nah, you deserved one. I, I'd be so butthurt if we had lost the league with 97 points. I would have been talking about it like all the goddamn time. It's been so insufferable. Been like, I'm talking about six instead. Got so You're insufferable when you finish in fifth, Javier. So I can imagine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, yeah, I'd be won. very great. I'd be a very graceful winner. If we won. <laughs> if we won. I'd be very graceful. I'd probably God, commentate. That almost tempted me to say I would like to find out if that's true, but I would never like to find out if that's nope. true. No shot. Hey, it could happen no this year, shot. guys. Hot take, it could happen this year. They asked like Obama Yang, he was at like a Formula One race car uh, yesterday, like a race, and they asked him like, so uh, do, what do you think of your chances this year, like in the Premier League? Do, do, do you think like you could maybe uh, win the title? And Obo, like, he kind of, like, laughed a little bit and was like, yeah, yeah, you never know what can happen. And then, like, they cut back to, the, like, the commentators and the guy was, like, geeking. He was like, nah, that, that, that's not going to happen. Just, like, they savaged him just, like, immediately. We're like, yeah, you guys aren't winning the title. Like, and he was just like, yeah, probably not. All right. <laughs> just, you know, we're probably well, not. Well, they should have just let him, they should have just been know. quiet and let him be delusional. Would have fit right in. Yeah, you never know. Obama Yang, Laka, they could get 20 goals each. Pepe, 12, 13. It's going to be really difficult when you concede over over like 100, so. Yeah, I hate David Luiz. That may be why Chelsea get out of this group. Or don't get out of the group. No more David Luiz. All right, Andrew. Bring us home. 
All right, so I'm taking Ajax and Chelsea. Alex is taking Chelsea and Ajax. Javier is taking Ajax and Lille. Uh, that's it. Do you guys want to? Do you guys want to just get on League. record before the Champions League starts? Who you have winning it all? Who would you pick right now? Oh yeah, that's a good one, Javier. I mean, it wouldn't be a Champions League podcast if I didn't pick my Barca. Antoine Griezmann. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a podcast if Javier wasn't wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I All right, who do you have Alex then? Ah, Chelsea, the Mount and Frank, everything comes together and we win the fucking Champions League. There we go. There, Manchester there's City. Alex's take. All right, move on. Now Andrew Manchester City. and Liverpool win the Champions League. All right, guys, wrap it up Andrew. That's both of your guys' picks. Manchester City. This is right? where you plug. Come on, plug the social media. Come on, yeah. Javier. You could have taken it all. Javier's trying to take over the hosting, on, but he's guys. not willing to see it through. I'll say Manchester City. I'm, I don't want to make a case for it right now, but wow. I'll say Man City. And Andrew's going to say back to back. I mean, you should. You absolutely should. Uh, yeah. I would be mad at you. Yeah, if you I did. am going to say it. All right. I'm so, 100% going to yeah. do it. Yeah. You could, come on. You should say Barca this year. Don't don't like jinx yourself and say back to back winners. Just say Barca. They got Griezmann. We didn't drop a hundred and two hundred mil. Whatever the fuck Barca dropped. Yeah, they actually dropped over two hundred million, even though they won the league and the. Oh wait, did they lose? They lost the cup, didn't they? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, they only won one trophy last year, which is the, just the title. So Javier, uh, but Barcelona, yeah, no, New I'm Man a, City, and take Liverpool. Liverpool. I feel like those are the yeah. three good ones. We'll see how those shape yeah, up. I mean, those are to be fair. To be fair, those are the three teams I would pick to win it. If I, I the power first five, time, like I want to say, this is the first time Alex hasn't picked Cristiano Ronaldo in like a decade to win the championship. Also League. true. Also You're true. Right. Uh yeah. My my like my big five and from like five to one would be PSG, Juve, City, Liverpool, probably Barca. But like I'm gonna say Bar- Liverpool is my official pick. But I think Barcelona with, with all the depth they have. It's tough to not say that they should win the whole damn thing, but I mean, they really should. They I mean, really they should. But also, they should have three goal leads world. each of the last two seasons, but they didn't do that either, did they? So, exactly. I mean, who knows? You hate to see. They're you still hate to terrible see that. defensively. You hate to see that. Yes, they are. They one hundred percent are. All right. That's it for the Ghost Gold Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Andrew Pissarro, at ASMoss92, at Ghost Gold Pod, at Javier Rev9. And until next time, bye.